Hey, 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 it's me, it's Jeff from Jeff Has Cool Friends. And this is an episode, I'm so bad at starting this show. I've never been good at it. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends, the first episode of 2023. Happy New-ish year, everyone. Uh, I am Jeff May. I have uh, a show where I talk about all my cool friends and I have brought one of my absolute coolest friends uh, on here. Uh, writer, producer, all around good guy to know, Zeb Wells. Zeb, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is great having you here. And one of the main reasons is I have um, championed you uh, really for quite some time now as being, in my opinion, I think the most underrated Spider-Man writer. Really? And I have said this on many occasions where there's a lot of glory that comes into Spider-Man writing. And of course, like great people like Dan Slott, for sure. example, just nailing it and having sure, these sure. epic runs. I read a book. It was, I believe it was like Peter Parker, Spider-Man number like 54 or 55 uh-huh. or something. And it was just, I bought them because they were these great Umberto Ramos covers. Um, and it was basically this sort of like gauntlet-esque story of a game show yes. where these villains were like taking bets on who, how fast Spider-Man will kick the shit out of B-level villains. Yes. And the writing, the banter, the storyline, I was like, oh, this guy gets Spider-Man more than I think anybody else did at the time. And so I was obsessed with that story. It's like legit one of my favorite all-time storylines. Oh, man, is that that's awesome to hear. It's perfect because it's goofy and fun and silly. I mean, because but it was also at the same time, I believe that Straczynski was doing Amazing Spider-Man. yes. Which was a much more yes. serious yes, yes. kind of brooding, massive shift. And you got to do like this very minutia style Peter Parker thing. And I was like, that's the shit I want forever. Yeah. With Spider-Man. Yeah. that It's funny. Just you bringing that up takes me back. And it's so awesome to hear that that connected with you because uh, I, I remember that was 20 years ago now Almost, that yeah. I wrote that. <laughs> yep. And I, it, my memories are working on those issues for months, just pulling my hair out. You know? really? yeah. yeah, because, well, I got my job writing comics. It kind of fell into my lap. After and Robot Chicken, right? No, no, oh, no, no. It was the, I, I won a filmmaking contest for Wizard Magazine. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I had a friend that looked like the Incredible Hulk. So we painted him green and, and like did a video of him losing his job at Marvel and having to go be a short order cook and, he, of course, becomes a stripper and then a prostitute and yeah. uh, it ends up on the streets, blah, blah, blah. G- good uh, year 2000 humor. An unfortunate Hulk. Yeah, yeah. an unfortunate Hulk. <laughs> and and so that vi- that video won an award and then we won it again the next year. And Axel Alonso, the editor at Marvel, saw the video. That's uh, going to feel nice. Huh? It did. Oh, it was awesome because we won the contest. So we got to go to a comic convention. Axel saw it there. And then said, would you like to write a comic book? Which con? Uh, Wizard World. It was Wizard World Chicago. Okay. uh, So I was there in 04. Yeah. So this was was like 99, 2000. Oh, so like, okay. So like during the sort of crash, like in the middle, like at the tail end of the crash. It was right, right when it was an exciting time because Joe had taken over. And comics had started getting good. Marvel comics had started getting good. Axel again. and Joe. Yes. I, I really yes. credit Axel and Joe for for bringing Marvel into a new, better place. For sure. They weren't. They were. They weren't chasing. 
yes. which Marvel had been doing for the previous 10 years. They, yeah. were, they were chasing what they lost, which was flashy artists. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, we don't want that anymore. Like, yeah. right, artists are good. We yeah. like artists. But like, if you don't have writers, you don't have a story. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think, the big lesson of the boom and bust. For sure. And I think what you're saying is that they brought, they just brought taste to the yeah. to the whole thing. They showed up and they had taste and they and giving giving independent writers the shot yeah. where a lot of it was just like a lot of the same the same For names sure. over and over. For sure. Yeah, I I do stand by that. I one my favorite my favorite book, I think my favorite Marvel title of all time is the X-Force Ecstatics by Peter Milligan and Incredible. Mike Allred. Incredible. It's I I have a I have a sketchbook with those, you know, with with people that did those characters like i'm i think it's the best destruction of the x-men mythos and and reconstruction yeah. and it was great and it was like an like an, a, a super indie artist and mike allred combined with like mr vertigo with pete milligan to make an x-men book that was so out there and i was like this is extremely my shit. that's when totally. i got back because i left comics yeah and no i thought that i would never read another marvel comic again i didn't see and i love all of those characters but i thought i was out yeah. And would was was you you know like trying to find Alan Moore stuff at that time that I liked, and I would still oh this is ABC stuff yeah, yeah yeah I would still pick up some stuff, but Marvel was was pretty much done. It was DOA then, yeah yeah, and they were doing stuff like let's give John Byrne a Spider Man title yeah like, this yeah is not it, that fun yeah <laughs> yeah it was still it would just seem like very old guardy yeah still, and there was a, so and there was a lot of cool talent out there and and I think Joe as a legitimate fan of comics and had, and he just had good taste and yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Saved and of it. course. And that you are, of well, course, well no. good taste. and, and they had, they knew nothing about me. All they knew is that I had made that video. And the reason I got the job, it wasn't so much as the video, but they gave you a wizard award for winning that contest. Oh, yeah. So I got to go up and accept it. And I was, I, I gave like a speech where I was I was doing jokes. I was making jokes, but I, I was such a nerd that I was doing like very insidery jokes okay. about Bendis and Casada and and um it killed and it would kill nowhere else. Yeah. yeah. It would you be funny your, you knew nowhere. Your, it would be you funny. Knew your audience, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and and Axel said that's why he wanted to work with me. So you you're fun. Yeah. Cause you you were a stand-up. No. You 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 worked in comedy though. Uh well, you did, no, well you see did. listen, this was I was twenty-three years old. Okay. I did I was nothing. I did Okay. I did I was painting houses at the time. I had gone to film school. All right. But I yes, I I was painting a house. I left to go to this comic convention and came back to finish the house I was painting, but I was now a comic book writer. That's so and it was fun, insane. Yeah. It was insane. I did house painting <clears throat> when I was in college. I did that. I did that as I, I've exterior, had, interior. What did you do? I, I preferred exterior. You preferred exterior. Yeah, because it was summertime and, uh-huh. uh, in New England, and uh, summertime exterior house painting means you get days off sometimes because oh, of the of, rain. Because of the rain, yeah. But interior painting, you're just stuck there in the muggiest in the world. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, this sucks, and you don't like. I liked having the jog, but I also liked having surprise days off. Sure. What I liked, uh, the interiors always seemed very uh, methodical, like you attack it methodically. Oh, okay. And then the exterior, 
there's something about I didn't like because it was always a new challenge. You know, like where oh, where do the ladders go? Fair. Like what what and I, I don't hate. I liked that. I, like I liked because I was the opposite where I was like, there's too much to. F- up on an interior uh-huh. like if you drop the if you know yeah, if you paint yeah, yeah, the wrong yeah. thing you're like now i gotta wipe you know do this with the exterior it's like they're not gonna notice yeah, yeah, um, yeah i i remember my last day you know when you do you'd have to like um scrape the paint chips off and everything before you'd be able to sand and prime and everything like that i was atop a fully extended 40 foot ladder on a marble staircase of a church in in massachusetts in central mass and I remember that it was like you work with a lot of like meth heads and stuff oh. like that when you do it. Like a lot <laughs> of people that can't get other jobs. A lot of jobs where they're like, can you pay me cash if you pay me less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I remember being there with like this meth head guy try- like so- that was supposed to prevent me from falling. Just not there. I looked down. And if you've ever been at the top of an extended 40 foot ladder, they bow in. Yeah. So they like kind of have this like angling curve going in and I'm like scraping these tiny flecks of of paint. And yeah. I was like in a church and I'm like, if I fall, I'm dead. Yeah. And I was like, God wouldn't kill me. Right. And then I was like, I don't know if there's a God. That's a weird <laughs> thing to think. And I was like, I don't want to do this job anymore. And then I just climbed down the ladder and was like, I think I quit. That was it. And then I just left. Yeah. I was like, I didn't. It's not a career. No, you no, know, like no. I, I was. And- I was done. Like I was, I, I would, I've done had so many stupid summer college jobs. Yeah. Um, at that age, you know, this is why young men go to war, you know, at that age, <laughs> I, it was all about not being a wuss, you know? So, <laughs> so like I, yes, I think about some of those ladders I was on. <laughs> right. They're terrifying. And I, re- I remember one, there was a, I, we were painting the, uh, the little tubes that come, not ch- like little vents that come out of the the roof. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and there was one on a really steep, like little stovepipe kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it was like at the very end of the roof. And and I was at the top of, of it, and I just I said the only way I can get down there because it's so slippery is just slide down the roof and let <laughs> the thing stop me at the end. And I did it. And. To this day, that will pop into my head at like two in the morning. And yeah. I'll be like, why did I do that? Why the- would I have ever Yeah, what like the that? risk? Yeah. Like, and some of those ladders I was up on. And I remember I was working for my dad's friend and I was telling him, my dad, about that because I, you know, I was just like, hey, I'm not a wuss, you know? And, and, and he was like, hey, Zeb, you're making uh, 10 bucks an hour. Yeah, maybe don't. You don't have to go up though. <laughs> you you don't know, maybe do don't go up there. I was like, yeah. No, that was, I, I did like, there was something about cool jobs. Uh huh. You know, when you're young and you're oh, like, yeah. it's like I was 19 and I was a bouncer. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's a cool job. And I was yeah. making $7 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. To just to, to potentially get hurt. Yeah. And or stabbed. Yep. And I was like, I was like, it's pretty cool, right? I'm like a teenager. I can't even go to this club <laughs> yeah, as, a, yeah. as a patron, but I'm working here and telling people no, what to y- do. Young men, that we uh yeah. we have some strange ideas. Oh, I was surprisingly um forethinking though, long-term stuff. Cause I remember when I was when I started boxing, my coach was obsessed with my right arm with punching uh-huh. like he's like that's it's perfect you hit like a pro already and you're you know blah 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 and he was like would do you want to go pro and i was like no and he's like what do you mean he was like really offended that i didn't want to go pro and i was like i i think i have a good enough brain yeah that i don't want to lose it and yeah. i'm not fighting for my life the way some of these people yeah, are like, yeah yeah like i didn't grow up 
you know, we grew up without money, but I also, you know, like I had parents around, like, I'm not, I don't have a kid. Yeah. You know, there's all these things where these people are like, I need to fight. If I don't yeah. win this fight, my family starves. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to fight that guy. Yeah. For two reasons. One, he's got a reason to kill me. And two, if I win, things are worse. Yeah. But see, you, you but you, you're fight, you're, you're still sparring and stuff, right? I so do. you yeah. still get hit in the head, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's funny you brought that up because I got rocked the other day by this dude that didn't know how to pull a punch. Uh-huh. He just didn't know how. Or he <laughs> right. wouldn't. I don't right, know what right, his deal right. was, yeah. but he didn't have a mouth guard in. And usually when you do that, it's hit me as hard as you want to be hit. That's the that's the thing you tell people. Okay. But I couldn't reciprocate and give him a receipt right, because right. I was like, because I've lost teeth. Like, yeah. Like I'm missing a few and I didn't want to do like, I'm like, I'm not going to. And he was like, just go ahead and just hit me then. And I was like, I'm not going to take your teeth from you yeah. in our fun little boot camp sport game here. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a sport. It's a game. We're a team. We're having fun. And I'm helping you get better. You know, like, I've been doing this for long enough. But he did rock me. And yeah. I was like, you mother <laughs> Yeah, see, I, uh, me and the closest I got is me and my dad was a boxer or, oh, cool. or bo- not a box. Like, he wasn't a battling Jack Murdoch, but he like. Which you wrote that yeah, comic, yeah. by the way. I did write that comic. Yeah. He uh, fooled around in college, basically. So he, you know. And like, then he also boxed, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. What a lazy joke. What a lazy, stupid joke. Yeah. I encouraged you. Yeah. That's yeah, so your fault. There's more of that to come. But so when I was a kid, like he would he would show me the ropes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you can see I'm a I'm a very small man. You're fit. Um, and so we so but every once in a while we had boxing gloves around always. Mm-hmm. And so my friends would come over and we would box in the backyard. And and we we did that into our early 20s, you know. And oh, yeah. So I, all Cause, I because young men are stupid. Oh, as yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And all I know is that we would we would do three 30 second rounds. OK. And it was too amateur, long. Amateur, and, it, yeah. and it was too long because. That is an exhausting sport. It's a lot. Right? And there's something weird about <laughs> punching your friend in the face and getting punched by your friend. Because as soon as it's, someone punches you in the face, it's hard to. Uh, you do have to learn. A lot, there's a lot of emotions that come up. Yeah. So the thing about it is, too, I'm guessing with those 30 second rounds, it was just wild haymakers. Wild haymakers. Yeah. It was. A, yes. <laughs> there's a much yes. more reserved yeah. approach to <laughs> yes. boxing when you're doing three minute rounds. Yes. But it is funny, like, because when I train people. I have to tell them, I'm like, you have to get comfortable trying to hit me. Uh-huh. And they're like, I don't, I don't want. And I have to, sometimes I have to trick people into hitting me because me telling them, look, I've been hit in the face a thousand, thousands of times, literally yeah. thousands of times. I was like, you're not going to be the one that does it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you are a 130 pound woman. Yeah. I am 210 pounds with a 21 year history of this sport. <laughs> I think we're good. Um, so like that, but that, that part of like getting that in, but I find that first shot yeah. is like falling into a cold swimming pool. Right, right. It's very bracing. It's you're never more aware of your surroundings than the first shot. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I am online. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am here. I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's people are like, no, but it's harm. And I'm like, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that is a, that is a very unique energy to bring to I, I don't even like calling it violence because it's a sport um where like my girlfriend called she'll she'll be like yeah oh i'm sorry oh did your violence hurt you today so strange and i'm like that's not fair but i'm I was like but you're also but right. it's both it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely both of yeah those things. it seems barbaric 
Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is just, I like the chess of it. Sure. Like, and like the whole, like, it's not just working on one thing. You have to have, you have to have a good brain and you have yeah, to get yeah, strong. Yeah. yeah. And I, and you have to be comfortable and you have to train. Yeah. And have, yeah. And get used to it. And, yeah. and there's so many parts to it that it's like you're building a watch. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and I just really enjoy doing that. And it got, also got me much healthier physically. Well, like, and that's the thing. I cannot yeah. imagine a better workout then it's because i'm telling you those 30 second rounds we were recovering for days days and days it's yeah recovery it, it is uh you know as much as a, I, we could talk about around at parties boxing all the time uh I, I, i'll end it with this one my brother because i'm a i'm about uh, a little over half a foot taller than my brother i'm 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 a mutant in my family and I was, this was when I was actually a competing boxer when I was, I had just maybe fought in the golden gloves and I had lost and my brother was giving me a hard time. And I was like, you've done nothing. You have never done anything. And you're giving me a hard time right, right. now. So we were at a party. My parents were out of town. So we had a party at, at my house and my brother, my brother was hanging out with a lot of exotic dancers at the time. Uh, Cause why not? Yeah. And there was, he was trying to show off. And I had to work the next morning. So there was this party in my house and I was trying to sleep. And so finally, my, I, I got up and I was like, guys, I think I, we need to end this. Like, it's 3 a.m. I have to be at work for seven. Get out. And my brother was like, I'll box you for it. And he was like poking me. And so he came at me, but he didn't know how to box. So he like kind of like like a toddler. He cocked his hand back like he was. And I just turned and gave him like a hook. And he went in the air like Superman. Like literally both hands out and just landed and slid into the grass and just was done. Now, were, did you put on boxing gloves? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, no, so it was, was boxing. It wasn't no, just I wouldn't a, do that. Fist fight. Because that would have been like a murder. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the other thing, too, is I don't think I'd ever bare fist fight somebody in the real world. Because yeah. that would be a well, crime. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I grew up in, uh, Kansas and Colorado. Okay. Um, and not, you know, like middle class, lower middle class, but, yeah. but, uh, um, all, all strata of people at our, at our school, you know, but sometimes I'll, I'll just go through my head, all the violence I saw growing up. Like there was, I don't know where you grew up, but, uh, I've seen a lot of fights. I've been in fights. Um, and, and from a time where it was just like, well, and all the movies we watched, it's just like yeah. people were getting punched all the time. And then you get older and I realize like how you can kill someone. It can hurt real bad. Yeah. yeah but, you know, like these fist fights, uh, these bare knuckle fist fights that we used to get into there. And, and, you know, you're, you're a kid, so that helps. But yeah, you're not, not a lot of power. But it's from not a normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not it, it's not. Yeah. I grew up thinking it was socially acceptable to to get into a fight or you always it's, had to be ready to fight. It also seems very barbaric here. Yeah. Cause right, this is right. a very soft. Yes. Si well, no, see, it's a soft industry. Right. More than it yes, is the yes, city. Yes. Yeah. You're dealing with a lot of Ivy league educated yeah. people where, where we came from, well, where I came from. Mm -hmm. Hey, teach. I just got my ass kicked. Well, you better toughen up. You know, you better yeah. learn how to deal with, Hey, I'm being bullied. You better learn how to deal with Let it or you're going to you. get bullied all your life. Yeah, you, like that, yeah, like some teacher teaching you how to punch some bully yeah, in the nose. Yeah. Or so yeah. you grew up with the message that you better be ready to fight someone at all times. And yeah. that's been weird. Like the last 15 years, 
you know, trying to like scrub that out of my brain. Like it's, I feel like it shouldn't be a hundred percent gone. I no, no, like, I, I agree. But, I agree. But I don't want to walk around all day thinking if I have a disagreement with someone, a stranger, I need to be like, yeah. So like this, it's funny to me. Like there was a time not too long ago where this guy was road raging at me because he was, um, an ambulance was going. And so we all pulled out of the way and then we were getting back, but he was just drafting the ambulance. So he was just speeding <laughs> behind it. And so like he almost hit a bunch of people because right. he was just trying to like get past everyone. And I kind of was like, I threw my hands up and he pulled up next to him. I could tell he was like five, nine, just like, and he was like pointing and screaming. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, should I get out? Cause that would be really funny. Cause he doesn't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. what, what I, what, what's happening in here. And she's like, no, please no, just go. And she's, she's correct. But I was like, how funny would it be yeah, yeah. if I got out? And I was like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But then she's like, you know, he probably could have like a gun. Right. But see, it sounds like you're able to keep your head in those situations. Oh, always. Yeah. But see, I, I think I grew up as a prey animal, you know? So when, Same. when that happens, yep. it's, and that's what I'm working on now because I think it's very hard for me to not, for my nervous system, mm -hmm. not to see situations like that as life or death. Like, you gotta be ready to die, you know? And like, I don't wanna be, have to be ready to die in my car if someone's upset with me. It, it was, I think it was early in my coaching where it was basically like about fighting. He's like, first off, don't box. Uh -huh. in the street because yeah, somebody's yeah. going to kick your nuts in right. like that's not how that works but he's right, also right. like he's like yeah you can you can but don't yeah like yeah, why yeah. would you yeah. why would you do that why yeah. would you why would you sacrifice your career why would you sacrifice it? he's like it's not well, that's, worth that's it. the thing 30 seconds after i'm ready to die i'm like oh my god what was i don't care yeah. i don't none of this is all so stupid yeah i find these guys very funny the like confrontational guys yeah, because yeah. I'm like, if you don't, and, and it's, it happens a lot on like Twitter. Yeah, like they'll yeah, be, cause yeah. I, I'm one of the pronouns and bio people because I want people to feel comfortable. Even if people that are very clearly a he, him, for sure, example, sure, are sure. saying it, it's like, yeah, I'm normalizing it. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. And this guy made fun of me and I, uh, actually it was in reply to a Dan Slot tweet. And he just went pronouns and bio. And he was like Tesla guy. Uh, and I was like Tesla and bio, like <laughs> LOL. And then he started being like, what's your BMI? I bet you. And I'm like, dude, you'd be so upset when you find out. I was like, you're going to be so mad. You're going to be so mad when you find out that yeah. not only yeah, yeah, am yeah. I progressive, but I could snap you in half. Right, like, right. It's just, it's so funny to me. Well, that it's funny when, when you see people taking wild swings like that, it's just like, oh, unprocessed trauma. Oh, yeah. that, oh this guy's scared or, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're stereotyping. Yeah, you yeah. haven't met a real person before. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. You're yeah. only on the internet. Yeah. Um, These people need help. So the Axel Alonso coming in and he was, I think he would, he and he and Joe Casada were like a godsend to Marvel in my yes, opinion. Absolutely. I, I think absolutely. I was very grateful for that. The to the industry in my yes. opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, now was the book that you got, was that Tangled Web? Yeah. Tangled Web, which issue that, 12. That was an anthology series about the, the lives that are affected by Spider-Man. Affected by Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. So he was a bit player. Spider-Man's a bit player in the stories. And yeah. yours was, I was a teenage frog man. Yes. Which I'm assuming is the plan. I was a teenage caveman. Uh, or, or teenage uh, werewolf. Werewolf. Teenage okay, yeah. wolfman. I was a teenage, I was a teenage werewolf. werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, teenage was there was there something called I was a teenage caveman? You know what I think that was? I think that's a movie that Christos Gage wrote. Okay. 
uh, or just teenage caveman. No, I wouldn't say recently. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Christos is writing teenage caveman anymore. I think he's I think he's writing like Marvel he Fortnite. Writing? Yeah, he just seems he, he he's did, been at it. Yeah, he, or uh, you know, he was what Hawaii Five O and okay, he did SVU a bunch and he's he's the new five Hawaii Five. Yes, right? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, not the seventies yeah. Hawaii Five O. Because he's it's funny like Christos. He and I go way back because he's we're from the same town uh-huh and so he used to come into the comic shop that i used to go to and work at all the time and when i moved out here he became my like boston w- watching patriots games together right and right stuff right, like that. right but yeah i remember he i think he wrote teenage caveman which was like a 90s awesome. like a, a nice like, fantastic. it seems like real real good b-movie schlock yeah, energy yeah, yeah. to it okay so you wrote i was a teenage frogman which is about the frogman character who's who's recently got a a, a nice little bump do yeah, you do yeah. you prefer writing the like obscure silly characters cuz you also then did with that Peter Parker the Spider-Man it was like Rules of the Game uh I believe was the name of the uh yes, of the yes. series right the Rules of the Game yes. three part series um part uh Peter Parker Spider-Man number 54 it's uh, 53 54 and 55 Yes, and I think I did, I did two issues before that and you two did. issues after that as mm-hmm. well. You um, did the two. I actually want to talk to you about the two issues after that. Like yeah. I have, I actually have a, a kind of a deep cut question about okay, that. Yeah, so we'll sure. get into that. But so that one, um, it was basically you writing obscure villains getting their asses kicked by Spider Man while people yeah. were gambling about that. Yeah. So was this a thing where? Marvel said you can't use any of these main villains and you have to use sort of the lower tier or were you like, hey, can I write like the B team jokes? I I can't remember. I bet I was self-censoring and I was I was just reaching for the the lower tier characters. It worked. Yeah, I and I think I think probably a lot of people and a lot of writers and especially if, if you like to write humor at all. You're probably I think a lot of people come in and really want to write those B mm-hmm. characters because they're funny or or yeah. you're like, what is this guy's deal? I think those are the fun the most fun characters is when you're asking yeah. yourself, what is this guy's deal? Yeah, like, like what is this guy's life like? Yeah, like Dr. Octopus, that's like a whole thing you gotta Yeah, get into. yeah. You gotta dig into um, it. But you ended up doing cause like because we can flash forward nearly two decades from that where you got to write an Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, you you are the writer of Amazing Spider-Man right now, which right, right. that's a hell of an honor to be, to be totally, sort of bequeathed, yeah, to, yeah. you know, that you're now that guy. Yeah. So you did number, you know, obviously starting from number one and moving on, you've been working with John Romita Jr., who yeah. is one of the most legendary Spider-Man yeah. artists of all time. Awesome. In Spider-Man uh, 900 slash six, I believe, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's of yeah, legacy yeah, numbering yeah. versus... Yeah, yeah. So there's this thing as I was reading it where Sandman shows up because it's the Sinister Six and Sandman's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Like, am I a bad guy right now? I was just a beach. I was recently a beach and the editor's notes were like, this recently happened in this. But also, (laughs) Zab, it also happened... And as soon as I read that line, I was like, is he referencing his Peter Parker run with Sam Keith that he did? Because you did a story where he was broken up and scattered across a beach. And it was this very, by the way, for early in your career to write to Sam Keith's strengths as well as you did for that run. 
is yeah. wild to me because that's the most Sam Keith ass Spider-Man story yeah. that could have existed. I, I am uh, I am proud of that. Looking back at at the, at great. the early twenties, yeah, me just that I was uh, I had the wherewithal to to write to my artist that early. Yeah. So Sam Keith, for those of you that uh, may not be familiar with the names, because we're dropping a lot of names, and I and I do understand that not all of you are big comic book fans. Sam Keith. Uh, most famously the the writer or, or the creator and co-writer of the max which ended up being you know one of that good second like one and a half to second run of of image comics that had come out um but also on top of that became a a, a relatively popular mtv cartoon yeah. like a rotoscoped yeah um in the style of his stuff a very unique artist um, very unique a, yes in one of those, you kind of either were obsessed or you couldn't stand it. Yeah. Like that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, very big in like body horror, like his stuff is very exaggerated and strange. And so when kind I dream like or nightmare, oh, like there's a little Dr. Seuss in there too. It's weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was funny when you wrote that line, was that a purposeful line of what had just happened with Sandman? Or was it more like you were also nodding the storyline that you had done nearly 20 years prior? I think it was both. But I, I I looked into where he had been last. I was like, oh, he's still doing the beach. Like, he's still doing the <laughs> still beach thing. Beach, so, so, yeah. And, and, uh, and then also in looking in the stories that happened in between the, the two beach stories... There was a lot of like good guy, bad yeah. guy, good guy, bad guy. So he really is. He, he, he got batted around. A he's lot. like a wrestler. Yeah. Sam, yeah. He, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you don't know if he's if he's a yeah. heel. So it's the macho guy. man. He a good guy yeah, or a bad yeah, guy yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but that, so was, th that was me. And also me acknowledging like, I'm not going to dig into this. Like, yeah. I don't have time in this in this story yeah. to bring you up to speed on on what the Sandman's thing yeah. is. So unfortunately, we're just going to make a joke and move on. But that's actually so much better. Yeah. Like, because that's what Spider-Man needs. And I feel like this is unfair of me to say, because I think Dave Michelini is a great writer, but he was writing Spider-Man at a time where Spider-Man wasn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there was not, and the, the, the snowball was already pushed down the hill too fast, too fast for him to be able to be like, I need to make this funnier. Sure. Um, and it wasn't. And and Spider-Man in the 90s really didn't have the fun that it could have been. A lot of cool, like, car we got Carnage and we got yeah, you know, yeah. Venom and we got all this, like, really, really intense stuff. But it was always just like, oh, I'm having problems with my yeah. wife and, and my parents are back, but they're clones. Yeah. And, and, you know, thanks to the chameleon. And it's just all this, like, weird, weird that was happening. And it, and it lost the fun of yeah. it. Yeah. And so I, I do think... I, I kind of nod to you as being one of the people that really pushed Spider-Man being fun again. Yeah. And he's such an interesting character because I love the fun part of him, of course. Mm. But then I think a lot of people's favorite and one of my favorite Spider-Man stories is Craven's Last Hunt, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's so dark and emo, you know, and so like he, the character can do both. Yes. But it's yeah, but and should and should do both. Yeah. But it's and it's a hard balance. You have to balance yeah. his life should never be great, but you also don't want to do like a full year of him just eating for the entire time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be Deadpool. Yes. Where it's like yes. constant, constant jokes. But the yes. joking is such an important part the of the character. The joking is such an important part, but you can't make him a cartoon character. 
Oh, he is a cartoon you, character, by you, the way. Yeah, I don't know if you know. No, he can't I mean, be. Huge news for not. you. No, no, no. <laughs> Very no, no, upsetting. No, no, no. But that's, but I always think that in my head is like, I don't want to write Spider-Man the animated series. I, yeah. I want it to be a little. That wasn't funny. I, yeah, I want it to be. A, I, I, well, I haven't seen any of them, so I shouldn't even say that. But, wow. but what I'm saying is like, I shouldn't say, I, I don't want it to be like the cartoon. I want it to have a little Craven's Last Hunt in it. Yeah. A little bit of. Well, stakes should be high. Yeah. And. You know, and I and I think you came in, and I think the the much higher stakes when you came in was with Straczynski, you know, being tasked with like, yeah. and kind of being given the hardest job. Oh my god! Which is what, just what, being like, <laughs> save Spider Man, and also why, we're gonna get yeah. rid of that marriage on your way out the door. Yeah, uh, we're gonna give you the most hated, you the biggest story. sandwich, and we're gonna sit here and watch you eat it. I love that everybody is mad. Still, they still get upset still. at him for that. And he's just like, I don't know what you wanted me to do. Yeah. Like, I had to do this. I and even Kassad is just like, why are you guys getting mad at him? Yeah. I drew this for well, a reason. And like, also, it's so long ago. Clearly, we can all see what they were doing. Yeah. They had to, they felt from a character perspective, get rid of the marriage. You had to reboot without reset. Yes. Yeah. And so they did it. Let's all turn our backs, pretend it didn't happen, and move the Band-Aid hurt. Yes, Get the Band-Aid hurt. It's off. Yeah. Let's put our fingers in our ears and tell some Spider-Man stories. Uh, which is funny because when I was reading Amazing Spider-Man, I was like, I feel like I'm not up to date right now. Because yeah, there was some yeah, stuff yeah. where I was like, oh, so they're not. Oh, she has a bait. Okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe I should do some research as to what happened with Mary Jane. Like yeah. That well, that's and that that hasn't been told yet. Like I'm working oh, on that story to tell. Okay. So, yeah. So what I was trying to do there is anyone that came on new they would be just as confused as people that had been reading the whole time. And everyone's like, okay. And I don't know if it, it works. It seems like people are, are a little too confused. And then I feel better. The, uh, the Ann Wilkes or the, the misery, who was the misery character? Uh, oh, Kathy Bates. Kathy, uh, Annie, 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 Wilkes, Annie yeah. Wilkes. Yeah. Th those people are, are still upset about one more day. You know, they're yeah, uh, man. Comic book fans really hate comic books sometimes. Yeah, and it's of course it's not all fans. It's no. but but it's uh, old men that used to read Spider Man, and now they yeah. hear what's happening. And yeah. some youngins too. Like there's, it's, you are very divisive. Yeah, um, which is very interesting to me because when I was researching, there is a and I hope you haven't gone to it the Zeb Wells Spider Man subreddit. <laughs> I haven't. Where people are like, I'm. F loving this and then it's like he should be fired and yeah, never be yeah, allowed yeah. to touch spider-man again which every spider-man writer deals with for sure and you did uh, a book that i loved with a person that i love at the early beginning of his career as well which was you and scotty young working on the new oh Warriors. yeah that was awesome um scotty uh he and i go back since like 2004 uh i just i loved his work immediately yeah, um, and, that's and probably about when in. we were working together. Maybe yeah, 2000, yeah, 2003, 2004. So a reboot of the New Warriors that was really taking a look at, um, I think presciently taking a look at sort of the culture of reality television. Uh-huh, yes. Um, where you these guys were filming a reality show, yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and it was like very funny. You know, a, a series that not a ton of people necessarily go back to because it's just, no. there's so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. But by doing this, what you created was the spark for Civil War. Yeah, I keep <clears throat> or Scotty keeps telling me that Mark Miller was a big fan of that of that book. I would I would think he would have had to have been. Yeah. yeah. And and that was a fun situation because me and Scotty were both 
fairly new or like on the peripheral yeah. of Marvel and upstarts. Yeah, upstarts. And that's it's one of those things that you don't really get to do anymore, which was me and Scotty talking about it for like four months and then pitching it and and it taking forever to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you broke down how much we made on that book, it would probably be like four twenty five an hour, you yeah. know, because like, you just pour so you much just, your soul into so much book, into yeah. it. Yeah. And then. Uh, so that that's a really fun memory. And me and Scotty are friends to this day be, because of that book. And we had a great time yeah. work, working on it together. Yeah. And he ended up doing one of the variant covers for uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he which is really rare for him. He doesn't do many variants. No, he's he's he doesn't really put himself out there, no, which I think is unfortunate. No, you know, yeah. There's certain artists that you're just like, are you even working right now? Yeah. Not Mike Mayhew, another example. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey, Mike, are you even doing work now? Yeah. Oh, 30 covers this this month? Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, it's funny because Scotty um at Comic-Con, we were we were having lunch at our at our hotel bar at Comic-Con. And Scotty came over and he started talking and, and, and you're like, oh, you know, talking and everyone's like, who's that? And I was like, I'll show you later. Uh-huh, <laughs> and I, uh-huh. I was like, this guy. And she uh-huh. was like, oh sh-. yeah. And I yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I got a sketch from him. This was like his, I think during his human torch era. Yeah. For $15. Human Torch. Yeah. Yeah, Because that was his, that was his tryout. That was was right before. Yeah. That was before Human Torch. Holy shit. And I have, I got this sketch he did of like the black cat or something. Yeah. For $15. And I tell people about that and they get furious. Yeah. Furious. I love his hustle. What, what he's done with his, uh, with his shop. shop Yeah. Yeah. And, and how he's, uh, branched off into writing and oh yeah is doing yeah, so many middle books. west i think he yeah. was and then uh yeah he's great he's, he's just, just a cool dude he's a cool dude it's not it's not always the case that people that are popular and talented are cool no and the, and when i say cool i mean like good to be around no i i i had to get this out of my system but starting you know sometimes you see an artist and they're so good that you're like oh that guy's a genius mm-hmm. clearly yeah. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, this is not a genius. <laughs> and, I, is, and I want out of here as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah, this is just a talented man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, was, yeah. Yeah. This person is just good at their job. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is not yeah, a, yeah. yeah. And there, there, and then there's people too, where, where like, they're so good that you, that in your head, you polish their work. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and you're just like, oh, this person's my new favorite artist now. Yeah. And they're like, what changed? That was like, they're nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, and I love, I love being a fan of my friends. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, you know, and it, it more often than not has happened where it was friends first and I was like maybe familiar with their yeah, work. Yeah, and yeah. as they grew, um, you might be one of the people that I was a fan of first just because during that upstart Marvel era, I thought you were the one that got it. And yeah. I guess it makes more sense because you were a fan doing yes. the same things that yes. I was doing, reading Wizard Magazine yep. and f- around yeah exactly and just doing like and like a guy with a job yeah just being a fan you just yeah yeah you went and created yeah and 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 i'm so glad i mean it just uh, i it it makes me feel very good that you were a fan because it what it felt like when i was writing those books for the first 10 years of my career (laughs) was that no one gave a and like it was just i was just like writing into a complete vacuum Nope. And uh, so I appreciate that yeah. very much. Like it took me a long time to get some traction. I, I see. I see it. 
because I see it. And then like when they did the when they did Brand New Day and you got brought into yeah, that roster, yeah. that rotating roster of people, yeah. you know, with Dan Slott and, you know, this is the all stars. Yeah. And, they brought oh, in, yeah, and, they, yeah. and that I think I think that was really the, the first big nod that I saw to you. That yeah, they were like oh, that, that they trusted you with with rebooting, like with the biggest thing yeah. they had. And I think probably in a good way, I have a problem seeing that stuff as it's happening. Of course, you know, and, and I think it's good because I, I I'm still hungry to this day. I, I don't yeah. I don't perceive anything that's happening as good until like 10 years down the road. Like right now I can look back and and I'm I'm so glad I didn't that I was working in a vacuum for 10 years because I felt like I got better. I feel like I got better as I went. And you also have to do that because yeah. you can't let the weight of your project influence your project. No, no. Cause then you're, it, you're all just, you're building for, for the concept instead of for, for the art or for, for the, the art. Work. Yeah, yeah. For the work. You just get, you just got to try to do good work. Right. And yeah, but it, it's funny how this art is, uh, it's such a discipline and that's what I've really realized the last five or six years is, is, uh, the, the, the most important project I will ever work on ever is my process for how I get what's in here <laughs> to get it to out the, to yeah. the page, which is yeah. hard. It's cause so hard there there's, you know, cause we don't have enough time for me to be like, what's, what's your process, right? Yeah, like how yeah. do you, how do you write a comic book? But yeah. I did. And I was going to kind of save this for the end, but you know, we have so much more to talk about because of all your work with TV and, and movies, uh, yeah, as we're yeah. to, you know, sort of kind of, but like, if you had advice for somebody for like writing a comic for, cause there are people that want to yeah. write comics, but they're frozen. Yeah. They're stuck. Yeah. 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 You know, I want to write a comic. Well, how do I do that? How do yeah. I organize my thoughts and do that? So for, for the people listening, like what, is there any, like not magic, but like what, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that has never done this before that wants to get in there other than just do it man you just gotta yeah, do it no i mean my friend uh on she hulk uh zig he was such a comic book fan and so after she hulk he got uh, a job at marvel writing comics and i just apropos of nothing sent him like three pages of everything i've learned um, and, and so I could tell them exactly how I do it and, and it is how I do it and they yeah. would have to figure out how they do it. But I think I've learned a thing or two like yeah. I, and, and I could nuts and bolts it. You're a, t you're, you. a t you're, you're, you're a multiple decades veteran. I'm in, now, I've done is, it for 20 years. Which is so yeah. we, it's time, man. Yeah. Time is wild. Time is wild. I think about that a lot. Yeah. We're like, I'll, you know, even where it's stuff where it's like, you know, I'll get in the boxing ring and, and they're like, Ooh. And I was like, yeah, I, I just realized I'm not 20. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I have to, and I'm still like, I think like I am. And I'm like, no, you've been doing this for so long. Yeah. You can do things differently. You can, you've modified, you've changed, you've, you've sculpted. Yeah. And, and that to you is that. So are it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Because it's, I'm older, but you're also older. And so yeah. when I was in the She-Hulk writer's room, I felt old for the first time. Like I felt older because there were a lot of 20 somethings yeah. in the room. And, you know, I was 44 um, or 42 and was I only 42? No, I was 44. Um, but on the other hand, I also felt wizened in a way. Like yeah. I had I had been through a, a lot of stuff. And so it's pros and cons. And it was really your wheelhouse too. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you wrote on She-Hulk, which is, it's funny to me, and we're going to talk about that in a second, um, but it is very, very funny to me that you ended up being one of the main writers of this extremely 
controversial for the most hilarious reasons yeah, yeah. Um, show. And we are going to talk about uh, a little bit about She-Hulk too. Before that, I don't know if you knew this, Seb, but if you are listening at patreon.com slash Jeff May, thank you for the money. Uh, I appreciate your money uh, and your ears, but your mom, I love that money. Um, if you are listening for free, Thank you. I appreciate your ears. I would like you so much more if you gave me the money. No, but beyond that too, um, if you go, uh, sign up for the producer tier, you can pay a little bit of extra money. And at some point in time during my episodes, I say your name or maybe something you want me to say. So that being said, Zeb, we got a couple of names in here and we can discuss these names if we want. Okay. We can just keep rolling. For example, we can talk about Steven, but that's just, there's not a lot to go with Steven. Steven. Um, uh, we uh, so shout out to Steven. Shout out to I'm having trouble reading this name because I am illiterate. Okay, that's the name. Uh, that is the name. Yeah. Okay. They just wanted to make me look like an ass <laughs> okay. and You're nailed right. it. Uh, so um, so, yeah. Shout out to I can't think of anything funny because I'm not the damn comedian here, Jeff. Uh, you didn't have to do anything fu funny. For example, Mike Gouts just said Mike Gouts. That's it. He just said his Gouts, name. Gouts. Great last name. Right? G-A-U-T-Z. Yeah. That is a strong name. Gouts. Gouts. Um, shout out to Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X girl with a U. Lisa's great. If you've ever been to Austin, Austin Books and Games, uh, she works there. Great, great comic shop. Shout out to Eschilus and his tortoise, Dr. DNA. I get to beguile. Uh, that is a inside joke about my high school. So that is my friend from high school. Oh, great. That, uh, put that in Listens there. Listens to your podcast. He he's on the podcast too. Cause he, uh, my friend Tim Makuga, who was in a, a, a very popular shoegaze band Ooh. called have a nice life, which is an interesting, if you think you have an interesting fan base. Yeah. You got the shoe bit gaze people. Sure, like, Someday sure. I'd like to kill myself to your music. <laughs> Please don't. Please no. All right. Uh, shout out to I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little So stop asking. Uh, they want me to do a history podcast so bad. I used to, I did Are that Are you a big job. history guy? I mean, it was it was my career for a decade. Okay, you know, okay. I was a history teacher. So they're like, you should do hardcore history. I'm like, oh, that show's already a thing. It, it's a thing. It yeah, exists. They already have that show. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, the scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. Uh, very he funny. He gets hit by the car. Yeah, yeah that, that is comedy. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Mackenzie. Jeff made me feel like a douche for my Albert Camus reference. So now I'm going to make him say Eddie Haskell's obvious piss fetish. Chill. He only, like paid, that, like that he only paid $10 for me to say <laughs> that. Like that, that was worth 20 at least. He's great. Best shoes in the game. He comes to Mint on card every once in a while. He's got these like bright pink glossy shoes. Love that. Oh, it's so good. Um, shout out to Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore skull. While my chocolate starfish gently weeps. <laughs> Shout out to Lemming Malloy, Norm from Cheers, Burrito Mouth, Dan Hackroyd. Happy holidays. You probably should have updated that name. <laughs> the holidays are over and they're, it's not happy. Nolan, Tubi's Dark Herald says, watch A Breed Apart, Rutger Hauer's Eagle movie. Okay. Rutger Hauer has an Eagle movie. This guy just likes Tubi. So he just keeps. He gives Tubi recommendations. He gives Tubi I recommendations, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, like that guy. Uh, shout out to Itty Bitty Millie Committee Pity the Fool. That's just That was just trying to make me look stupid, I think. Um, shout out says, Kelly says, eat the rich. They're hoarding all the blue check marks. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be rich for a blue check mark anymore. Not you anymore. just need $8. Shout out to Jeff using deep blue sea memes to break bad news. I did. Uh, every once in a while, I'll post a picture of right before Skarsgård gets his arm bitten off by the shark. Uh-huh. 
I'll put the shark and then whoever. So it's like 2022 and then, okay, and yeah, then yeah, Barbara yeah. Walters. Okay. <laughs> I did that with Betty White and I did that with Barbara <laughs> Walters for, uh, for res uh, not reciprocity, but for symmetry here. Shout out to Tyler Wilgus asking seven in the time since he changed his name on this document, Jezbud had a kid, got a new job and got COVID. I am terrified that this man is dead because this has been the same name for like six months or he has a kid and that's, and he's busy. Shout out to Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. The target lost. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Frankenstein does wear like a suit. Yeah. 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 I was always like, why does he do that? And I was like, oh, because he was a corpse and yeah, he's buried he in buried, a suit. Yeah. I just bought a suit at It's a Wrap. You ever go to It's a Wrap? No. It's a Wrap is on Magnolia. It is a, um, it's a sort of a thrift store. It's like a clothing consignment store. I have. But it's only stuff from TV shows and movies. I bought a suit there that fits me perfectly. It was Bokeem Woodbines. Nice. Did they say from what? Uh, yeah, it's because it's actually they don't they didn't tell me, but I, I could have tried to research on the tag, but literally the lining of the pants have the the name of the show. It was like some show that was a pilot that was ended up being okay. a TV movie. OK, uh, and, and it says Boo Keem. So they actually spelled his name wrong Whoa. on there. He's but great. He's amazing. I, when I saw that, I was because I didn't know that it was his until after I bought it. And I looked in the lining of the pants and saw his name. And I was like, oh, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of these pants. Awesome. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm also taller than him, but it fits me perfectly. Like taller by like three inches. And it still fits me. So I was like, oh, he must have been wider. Or they had to throw like, it away, maybe. Yeah. I or mean, it wasn't, didn't fit. Could be. It's nice, though. It's a nice jacket. It was like a $1,000 suit that I got for like 100 bucks. I'm going to check it Can't out. Yeah, yeah. They were like 75% off. This is just an advertisement for It's a Wrap. It's a Wrap. Um, uh, 20 years in retail has taught me loss prevention watches employees, not customers. So there's a two-parter to that. One person said oh. the Target Because I shoplift at Target, but only one bag of peanut M&Ms. You do? I do. For a thrill? Yeah, more of a tax uh -huh. on Target. <laughs> a tax on Target. For... Like you're getting $80 from me for this. I'm yeah, taking yeah, $1.49 yeah. in M&M's. And what's your deal? You you look at it on your way out and then you put it in your pocket? Yeah, do you, you want to know the actual thing? Yeah. Okay, that's great. So you, they have these carriages that have like a phone space on them. So like, you know, normally it used to be where you put the baby. Uh-huh. But now there's like a little spot where you can put the your phone on it, I'm guessing, to, so your baby can watch it while you're shopping or whatever. But I just, when I first walk in, I grab the cart and I put the M&Ms there. And then I shop and I put everything in the main part. And when I pay, I go to the main part. So that way, even if I get caught. It's just like, oh, I like, left oh, this. I'm so, so, so silly. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't actually do this because, you know, that would be illegal for me to confess to that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But if I did do it every time I that's went to Target, you would that's exactly it. how I would do it. And, you know, it's hard to, because like this you know, this, I'm trying to cut back on sugar, but I have like a couple bags of peanut M&Ms in the other. Yeah. Room. That's the, my question. Are you still eating them or do you just, is I, you just like throw them in the I trash? I sneak them into the movies. Okay. Peanut M&Ms are a good movie. So it's a double crime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm a dirt bag. I never shoplifted growing up. Never once. I was always too anxious. Yeah. I just, I, I, I didn't want to do it. And I, and I don't, I, and I also don't steal like in the, yeah, in the yeah, main yeah, scheme yeah. of hey, things. Hey, you like, don't have to defend yourself. I have weird, I have weird morals. I won't use Amazon. Like I refuse to really? do it. Like, yeah, I refuse to use Amazon. Oh my God. I, I won't do it. I, I, I steal their uh, TV. You know, I, I have somebody's, right. I have somebody's code. You just said you had to close out of an Amazon window. 
when we started this. <laughs> so what? Are, yeah. So what are you? Ta- what are you talking? No, no. About? I, 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 won't use Amazon, and it is very frustrating for the people in my life. Oh, because they'll be like, just do this thing at Amazon, and I was like, I won't. Get no, no. Money. You're, you're the friend who doesn't have a car who makes them drive. Who yeah, makes you and, drive them everywhere. And, and it's they're like, why? And I'm like, I feel like they're they're literally destroying the country. I was like, it's it's making everybody impatient. For stuff nobody uh-huh. wants to wait anymore for anything to show up it's destroying small businesses i was like it's a bad company and i won't get and they're like yeah oh so it must be feel so high and mighty for you to not help destroy the country and i'm like kind of i feel like i feel like i have to defend myself for not using amazon but yeah you, i i get that yeah um shout, I'm, I'm furious i i get it i yeah. see it in your eyes yeah. it's a fire <laughs> in your eyes an anger fierceness uh shout out to jose can that's a good ass Great. name for a Hanna, cat. Hanna Barbera name. Yeah, sounds yeah. Like. <laughs> right. I hit the bound the baseball far. Um, Jay, friend of the crows, demands a crow emoji. Hashtag join the murder. There isn't a crow emoji. Emoji. That's weird. There should be. How else are goth kids going to talk about what movie yeah, they're watching yeah. this weekend? Follow my dog's Instagram at Bash Noggins. He's dumb and adorable. I like a dumb adorable dog. Okay. You get the Aldo Vargas rookie card, everybody. R.I.P. to Don West. Bauhaus. Bauhaus. What is that? The way it's spelled, it looks like a German home of Korean bun sandwiches. Ah, okay. okay. Bauhaus. Shout out to Koi Pham, art and mentoring. Do you know Koi? Koi Pham, uh, he was artist on like Mighty Avengers. No, yeah, I know, uh, the, yeah. I know the name. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. One of the Marvel's up and coming talents. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's done the show and he also is uh, a sponsor. Awesome. And just the nicest dude, like super chill. Shout out to Nolan Void, Ricky Cilantro, Big Booty Boy, 42069. <laughs> Maine, more than Stephen King. You ever been to Maine? I think I have. The only reason, maybe not. I, I've just I've lived in I lived in New York for like three years, and there were road trips. Oh, where maybe bragging. we were in yeah. Maine. Yeah, yeah, maybe we were in Maine. Must maybe nice. not. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe I've never been in Maine. I went to college in Maine. You know who lives in Maine? Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis. I believe so. Working, and and Sean Gordon him. Murphy, I believe, also lives in Maine. Now in Maine, does Maine have anything like the, the Cape Cod? Isn't there? That's Massachusetts. Okay, that <laughs> very good. <laughs> that island, Martha's Vineyard, is Mar- that Massachusetts? Massachusetts. So, um, Jeff, I don't Anything think I've else? been to Maine, my friend. Okay, I don't think I've been to Maine. Kennebunk is the famous part of uh, Portland, obviously Maine, but um, uh-huh. Kennebunk is like where the Bush family would okay reside in the summers and things like that. Maine is. It says it's more than Stephen King, but barely. Barely, yeah. Bare, yeah. It's Stephen King, Ed McGinnis, Sean Gordon Murphy, if I remember correctly, yeah. those guys live there. I'm too. shocked by how, just because of how densely populated New York is, how sparsely populated. Yeah. yeah, how you just drive for an hour and there's nothing. I'm going home. I'm going back home for a wedding uh, next month. And, uh, you know, I'm going to rent a car, but it's so funny when you're like not in traffic. Yeah. There just isn't traffic. Yeah. The way there's traffic elsewhere. Yeah. Traffic is a stoplight. Yeah. When we would go up, when we would drive up north, when the sun went down, I would start getting freaked out because there's not like lights. No. <laughs> you, yeah. You just feel like your is, car is, is there doing a werewolf? all the heavy yeah, lifting. You're like, yeah. If I run out of gas, what happens? Like, yeah. You think there's werewolves or witches out there. They definitely it's, it's see like creepy. a hairy arm in the woods yeah, moving out yeah. of the way as you're it's driving down. It's kind of spooky up yeah. there. 
Yeah, that that is. I'm gonna be. I'm going to Hartford. That's where I'm gonna yeah. be for the wedding. So it's it's definitely one of those things. So uh, jumping rope still a sport. Jeff not liking it still a fact. Uh, you're gonna get a lot of references about how I don't even like sports. Okay, uh, as that is the name of another podcast I do called You Don't Even Like Sports. Uh, bodacious, big bad, bouncing, bollock bonanza. Shout out to Jennifer Fendelander at AV Foundry, Patrick Dore, Bart Fartigan. Steven's looking for a new job. Everyone's hire hire this Steven. Let's get let's give Bart Fartigan a little bit of love. Though. Bart Fartigan, it's good. a good ass name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, much as your Bart Simpson socks. Oh, thank you. I, uh, oh, I, you that wasn't a compliment, but thank you. Well, that Bart, you know. Yeah. It's not not a compliment. Okay. Bart Fartigan is a good name. Huey. Check out Nerd with Dre and Jeff wherever Jeff May's podcasts are found. That's right. That must be Dre Alvarez. He does the show Nerd where we do deep dives into um, nerdy pockets of of history. Okay, great. Yeah, we did. That's kind of a history podcast. We just did. We just did the history of the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. That's exciting for oh, you wow. people, right? Shout out to Rudy. Daft Punk has an anime Rueda. It's called Interstellar 5555. Jeff hates competitive fun. Uh, you also get a lot of J- JHCF stuff. This, shout out to Goji. Feliz Años Nuevo, you goofy f- I sure You gave a white guy the, the most Spanish thing. Feliz Años Nuevo. Nuevo. You goofy f- uh, Molotovsky advises everyone to calm the f- down and enjoy the menu. Did you see the menu? No, but it feels like it's bubbling up as I saw it on a lot of top 10 lists this year. I enjoyed it. You know, it's funny. I went and saw it in the theater. I went to the Grove and saw it in the theater. Yeah. Uh, Paid my from a park and everything. Yeah. The next day it was on HBO. (laughs) Oh, this is fine. It's better seeing things in the theater. I agree. You can't look at your phone. I I do agree. I have my AMC stubs a list that I I use. I was using it a lot before. Now I need to find more time. I've been too busy to see stuff, but like I should. Yeah, I should go and see more. I want to see RRR. Me too. uh, Yeah, I didn't see that. That looks great. Jared, Boston Market saved my Thanksgiving. (laughs) Ruane, I'm both excited and very deeply apologetic for you, Jared. Uh, Farty Marty, who's devoted his life to being upwind from Jeff in case, quote, the great air biscuit arrives as foretold. (laughs) I criminally undercharge for this, by the way. (laughs) Eat and die, Grand Canyon. (laughs) You ever been to the Grand Canyon? Yes, not in, not for a while, but I've been a couple times. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Not interested. Not interested. Have you like, ever been? I feel like I get it. I don't think you do. I feel like I get the gist. I don't think you do. I feel like if you showed me the Grand Canyon in person, I'd be like, yeah, that's what it looks like on the postcards. No, it doesn't. Po- postcards never get get the job done, man. You you should. Know I that. feel like I'm I'm really good at visualizing things. No, you're not. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no, I guess I don't. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. I think it's in the rules now. Do you think like every peewee basketball league had to then add Add the 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 air bud clause? (laughs) And animals can't play. Well, yeah, because remember uh, in Portland, they had not they had not put in their laws that you couldn't have sex with animals. So people moved there to have sex with animals. That is so disturbing. They had to finally put it in their. their... (laughs) We didn't think we had to say this. Yeah. Once again, it's not legal here. We just forgot to tell you that it's illegal. Yeah. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Almost called Boston. Really? Yeah. Yeah. By a coin flip. So they were fighting about it. The two, the two guys that sort of established it. One was from Portland, Maine. One was from Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, wow. And so like the naming was going to be point flipped out. Yeah. This is kind of a history podcast. Yeah. Gray man, tell me your fears. 
Shout out to the guy who played JJ in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Sure. Shout out to Lisa Harden, uh, also my co-producer on Mint on Card. Jessica Robertson, Silius Ruby, The Digital Phil, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, The Great Advertising Scam, a Jeff May joint. It's coming. I'm working on it. I'm back in. I'm doing a podcast about uh, commercials in the 90s. Great. Called Radvertising. And it's going <laughs> to be, it's intense. There's a lot of intense Are you doing stuff. one commercial per podcast or? It's going to be focused on one brand per okay, podcast. Awesome. Yeah. So That'll like, there'll be like a Mountain Dew episode, a Surge episode, a Burger King yeah, episode, great. like Sega Genesis. Great. Yeah. yeah um, intense. Aaron Meyer. Uh, shout out to, it was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station Pop-Tarts, keeping you sluggish, just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. Um, gas station Pop-Tarts. That is my go-to um, travel food if I'm on a road trip. Really? What's your what's your road trip junk food, sweet and savory? Junk food, sweet. If I'm, you know, uh, my favorite would be a hostess pie. Ooh, what flavor? Cherry or lemon or uh, you know, I, I'm cherry or apple. If I, I like to get both, they nail it. And I consider apple uh, the main course, and cherry would be the dessert. You're gonna get apple out of the way. There's yeah, you know. get apple out of the way. It's good. Cherry's it's good, yeah. yeah, but cherry's the cherry is the cherry yeah. on the Sunday, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, savory. I like. Man, I will eat. I will eat a gas station hamburger. Oh hell yeah! Microwaved. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like you like you'll go to the the rack. Yeah. <laughs> grab yeah, it. Yeah. Put it in the microwave. And they're those uh, they're those those hamburger patties where where beef is like the second ingredient. Yes. And like soy is yeah, the first. sawdust. Yeah. 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 yeah Love it. I do like uh, I do like trash. I'm a big. Uh, I mean, gas station pop tarts. Yeah. Cherry and very similar to yours actually because brown cinnamon and sugar and cherry. Those are my two yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cherries are very a much harder to find flavor. Okay. Um, but if they have it iced? Yeah. Oh yeah. What yeah. about psychopath? I'll do I'll do it on ice. An uniced? Yeah. Cause the cause the the crust cuts the sweetness of the filling. It's too much. It's too much with the icing. What is wrong with you? Cake? Do you do you scrape the icing off? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm an American. No, see, I do. I do like icing, but just a little, just a little. I, I will. I do know people that take some of the icing off of cake, and it, and it infuriates me. Really? I would it's eat mostly sugar. icing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, see how do how do you? Because I I love trash food so much, and I spent my twenties and big chunk of my thirties just like. Eating garbage. Saying yeah. F you to anyone that told me not to eat it. Really? But now I acknowledge how I feel after. Sure. So I so now I, I appreciate all of it, but I don't eat as much of it. Yeah, I try. See, my problem is I, I'm, I have what's called compulsive overeating. Um, I was a very big boy. OK. And, and I was a compulsive overeater. And uh, I love junk food and spent the majority of the early run of my life eating terrible eating as food much as you could, and yeah. like a lot of it yeah you know like two double whoppers in the city <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that which is oh, so good <laughs> so good i'm thinking about a whopper now and i'm like i could yeah. go i could oh, go for, for that sure. i could for really sure. go for that um but yeah so gas gas station pop tarts and also pizzeria pretzel combos pizzeria pretzel combos. so it's combos uh, you know combos yeah. with the and the pretzel with the pizza filling I didn't know they inside. made pretzel with the pizza. They filling. have the cracker and the pretzel combos. Yeah. Okay. So you can get two, you know, they, and they generally pair them up. Like you can yeah. get them as the cracker flavor or the pizzeria, yeah, yeah. you know, and then just 
squirt the whatever yeah. whatever toxic juice they're, yeah. they're filling in there to make it taste Trash. like a pizza. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I don't think they're blending pizzas and turning it into a paste <laughs> no, and putting it in no, there. No, that no. is. That is savory toothpaste that they are sticking in yeah. those things, and I am in there for it. Um, shout out to Cronenberger Meister Meisterberger. Three Jacob Tremblays in a trench coat sneaking into an R-rated movie. Parker Aylesworth. Just Parker Aylesworth. Christy Salinas. Hi, your friendly neighborhood mortician here to encourage you to get life insurance. That is, seems personal. Yeah. I mean, professional, of course, but yeah, yeah. also like a... Seems like this person's seen some yeah um i've got life insurance do you yeah yeah that's probably good that's probably i think good. so i used to when i was married i used to have life yeah, insurance yeah. and now i'm like well, i don't give a yeah. now. like who cares if i die throw me die, in the trash yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i don't need that uh yeah when i was married I, I i was super preferred i had the lowest rate for the highest return of insurance you could get because I I got tested while I was fighting. Okay, yeah. So I was like in like this great man will shape. never die. Yeah, and they were like, okay, you give us twenty five dollars a month, and we will give you three million dollars <laughs> if you die. And when I got divorced, I told my wife at the time, I was like, you if you want to keep paying this amount, you can just have this Do money it. when I'm yeah. dead. Yeah, you yeah. just have it. Like you can just. And she was like, no. I was like, all right. Looks like this thing's going Shorts. away. <laughs> Next time I sign up for insurance, it's going to be very expensive yeah. for me. Yeah. But you do have insurance, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had it for uh, like seven, eight, seven years. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Wife have insurance? No. I'll just, I'll take the Selfish. Hit. Yeah. I'll t- I'll so selfish. Got to talk to her about that. She listens it's, to the It's show, weird though. You, you watched enough of those murder shows where you get, where, you know, like, and he got, he <laughs> got, like, he, oh, I'm dying he insured, first. He insured his wife. And I'm like, I can't get life insurance for my wife. She's going to think I'm going to, I'm trying to kill her. Yeah. No, never get a policy for someone yeah, else. That's yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> right. I would never do that. Yeah. That seems creepy, right? Because here's, spoiler alert, they're going to die someday. Yeah, yeah. And then it doesn't matter how. Yeah. All I'm saying, honey, is that when you die, I'd love a massive payday. Yeah. I just really, you know what would really take the sting out yeah. of it? I had to tell. I could do whatever I wanted. I, I had to talk to my mom recently about making me the executor of her will. And I was like, you know why I need to be the executor of the will. And I do not like having this conversation with you. But you're you're creeping towards death age. <laughs> and you know it. Yeah. And I know it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, yeah, that's fine. Jeff has colossal feet. Probably. He's a big fella. I do have big feet. I'll take your word for it. Thirteens. They used to be a fifteen. Thirteens. Yeah. yeah, that's big. Same shoe size as Carmelo Anthony. Wanna know how great. I know I have the same shoe size as Carmelo Anthony? Because these were his shoes before he gave them to Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, the shoes I'm wearing right now. How'd you find that out? I was by I saw a bunch of very clean pairs of Jordans at the Goodwill on Fairfax and Beverly, and I was like, oh sh and these are 14s in Jordans because they run narrow and small. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. And the lady at the store is like, yeah, this person just donated Whoa. all of their shoes here. We have dozens and dozens of pairs in the back. And he probably wore them once, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. These 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 are crystal clean. And I bought these months and months ago. How much did they charge for you? 40 bucks. Great. Can't beat that. Great. I would. I didn't care who owned them. I had yeah. friends that were like, you got to sell them? It's going to be a fun Fun explanation. It's good, easy to, to describe. Yeah. <laughs> Take my word for it. The goodwill lady told me these were his. Um, verbose minimalist, world's humblest man. Mind Freak 555 says the varsity is just an okay fast food restaurant. I have no idea where the varsity even me is. Me neither. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? 
Uh, my favorite fast food restaurant. It's a, it's always a cockfight between, uh, probably McDonald's and Taco Bell. That's fair. Oh, that's very bare bones. Then. Yeah, 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 I get it. Um, but, but see, that's, th- those are the two with the most, um, talons in my childhood. Yeah. You know, so that brings back the, the most memories Yeah, where if I was the, the most quality fast food now, I wouldn't say quality. If you were going to yeah. go get fast food right now, where would you go? Uh, I would probably go to Popeye's or nice, eh? maybe, uh, maybe, uh, my favorite burger place, which isn't quite the same thing is probably Shake Shack. That's not bad. Those yeah. are good choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Burger King loyalist. I think their flavor palette is great. I feel like Burger King is the grown up taste. Like when we were kids, I felt yeah. like, like McDonald's was for the kids and Burger King was for the adults. So to this day, if I get Burger King. I feel, feel like, like I'm fancy. Shirt and tie, yeah. yeah, I feel super fancy. Yeah, the black tie burger yeah, king. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's the king. Because it tastes, it tastes like it's been grilled. You can taste the frame, the flame is, broiler. The flavor. Whenever people are like, Burger King doesn't taste good. I'm like, what planet are you on? Yeah, no, it tastes fantastic. Like if you want, like if you want the closest. I had friends that were like, I don't want Burger King because it tastes like real food. Yeah. If I'm getting fast food, I don't want to pretend. Yeah, yeah. That I'm at a barbecue. No, it tastes like it's from a barbecue. Yeah, which is fantastic. The flavor palette. Why wouldn't you want that? The Whopper is so it's such a. Good and then it's got the Whopper. It's got real tomatoes, real onions. It, it's real it is. food. It's yeah. like a, yeah, it is. I th- although I do love the dehydrated rehydrated onions from mcdonald's oh those like sure. little diced onion bits yeah. those are heavenly incredible i remember and they're pickles too the, oh sometimes i'll go double onions double pickles that's exactly and, and what i do a, i'll just get a hamburger i get a double i get a, a mcdouble uh with extra pickles extra onions yeah. that is exactly <clears throat> what i get I remember reading that book, Fast Food Nation, and it's supposed to be telling me how, <laughs> how gross everything is. Three to four times I had to throw the book down and run to McDonald's. Yeah, I'm like, this, this is making, a great this idea. making me so hungry. Do you know what's in the McRib? I'm they, like, no, yeah. but I know it's going to be in me soon. They yeah. were talking about shooting the onions at high speed through the blades to, to cut them yeah. all at once. And I was like, that, that sounds delicious. Some, such a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do love... <laughs> I do love that when they were like, oh, this is like, even when Super Size Me came out and he's just like, oh, you know, I, I did all this. And I was like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to eat it every day. Yeah, yeah. But that does look good. Yeah. And he does. I will say shout out to Morgan Spurlock for in that movie. He's just like, because it's f- tasty. Yeah, because it's he's delicious. Like, it's, and now I'm addicted to it. And yeah. I, it's my favorite part of the day. Yeah. Eating healthy, man. It's tough because f- the flavors of awful sh- like it's just you've got to you, so yeah good. you got to rewire your brain so that when uh, so that you're thinking about what it's doing for your body yeah. when you eat it and that helps but it's never you know celery is never going to be a whopper ever and it, as much as I try I have celery with a, a spicy hummus that I get at yeah. the um at the farmers market great snack and I love it great boy snack. you know what is better it's a double yeah. whopper yeah. with cheese absolutely yeah. but then uh then it's nap time and I can't work for the rest of the day I do like, feel rough about it yeah I when I used to write in my 20s and I just could never figure out why I couldn't eat a Big Mac and then finish the comic I was working on <laughs> you know you know what though I will say this um a burger for breakfast if you're in like a like a health journey or something like that a burger is actually a very good breakfast option really cuz it's got i mean obviously a fast food burger it's going to have a lot of sugar and stuff like that yeah. but if you make a burger at home for breakfast the fat 
pro and protein content. Great. It's really good for your brain and it like move and it fills you up in a good way. Yeah, yeah. It's really there's like tricks. Okay. For like like peanut butter is a great. That's good in the morning, right? Like, fat's really good because it fills you up, and so you it, you're you're less inclined to like keep going back to the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's why I put a lot of peanut butter in protein shakes. Because mm -hmm. like that fat ends up mm -hmm. just kind of filling you out real good, and then I'm not super hungry at night. Yeah. Because that's my problem is I can. You go you want to know you want a recipe for eating like skipping breakfast oh yeah if you don't eat breakfast you're gonna eat like for lunch period my problem with that too is i can't work out with food in my stomach mm. so i eat breakfast at one in the afternoon yeah and it's a protein so you gotta shake be careful yeah. yeah it's i've i've really warped my diet not on purpose but just because the classes that i take are at noon yeah and that's it like yeah, i should probably yeah, not yeah. be doing that but yeah. is it um shout out to ass of bass jen be earnest and enjoy what you love that is the sweetest dim that's great. name to give just just be nicholas you're doing great fabian i put that on my instagram things when i'm finishing up a video or whatever uh gotham city osha so <laughs> tom and jeff watch batman reference to the fact that the osha agents in gotham city must lose their minds sure. every time they tour like a, a like a toxic waste sure. factory sure. you should have railings here yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's gonna have an origin story here uh shout out to grumblebee i don't care for pie Oh God, it feels so good to finally get that off my chest. I think we know that that's a lie. Yeah. I think we know that pie is amazing. Are you an apple and cherry pie guy as well? Sure. Do you ever have the it. Dutch apple pie over at the Coral Cafe? No. Delightful. Now, what is Dutch apple pie? Does it not have a top layer of crust? the crumbles on it. Mm. Not the crust, mm -hmm. but it's got those like, those like mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. sugary crumbles, like the... Yeah. I think Burger King had a Dutch apple pie for they a They did. It was yeah. <laughs> that was Flavor really sand, yeah. I call it. Yeah. yeah that's the good really right there. Shout out to Jocular Hagger, Cantankerous Fool, Vortispin, Just Boof It. Try to be kind. Uh, try to be the kind of person that would make Mr. Rogers proud. Okay. No, not going to do that. Where's Clawful? Uh, we got our Clawful reference in. Carlos Castillo's unpopular opinion, uh, one podcast, is Jeff doesn't even watch Batman. You got all of my podcast names in one one title there. Congratulations. How about shout out to I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. And Instagram's at Mr. M. Tally, a collection of organs that are aware of themselves and Jolly Holly Christmas Fool. So those were so those are some people that gave me money. And that is a, that's a long list. That was a long list. It is. And really? now do, do they do that every week? Well, it's happens? a bi-weekly show, bi -weekly, so, okay. so it's every other week. But we're gonna, it's going to pare down. So while, enjoy that while you can, everybody, because we're going to shift those. Um, we're going to shift that tier for a little bit. It's, we're going to it's going to be a little pricier soon. <laughs> I keep saying I'm going to do it, and I feel guilty about changing the tier, but I'm going to sure, bump that tier sure. up a little bit. Maybe so I don't read 130 yeah. names. <laughs> no, um, but it is good. That was a good good crew, good game. Yeah, it's a good, good game, guys. Yeah. Uh, she Hulk. She Hulk. Boy. That is that something that you are reading what people are saying, or are you just laughing that they're no. even doing that? Because people are losing boys. Boys are losing their minds about no, this show. I, I guess when we started the writer's room, everyone was already just at the announcement of the show, everyone was already saying what they're currently saying now so i just i don't find it very interesting or yeah. or i don't find any of the uh takes all that compelling They're embarrassing yeah yeah so i don't that that stuff is very easy to ignore for sure it, it it has become this incredibly 
like controversial, but for the funny part about this is that the thing is you guys knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and you can tell strictly for the, the first, the, the, the through lines of her interactions are very, it's very like, yeah, men are sometimes terrible to women and that sometimes happens every day to women. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's just, we have to go through all the time and men don't oftentimes like hearing that they are the problem. No. And usually it's the men that are the problem that don't like hearing get out of town believe it or not i I used to get like offended (laughs) if i would like say hello to somebody and they would just ignore me like on a run or something like Uh that or if i was out and you know and it would i would be like i'm not that guy then i was like yeah but i do look like that guy yeah yeah and so i'm like okay they don't know my biography yeah they don't know i'm safe they just know i'm scary and they're allowed to do whatever they want sure yeah, <laughs> it, it it was fascinating though to see like all and like the, the there's a couple things about it because one and and I know we've said his name before and and I know I think we're both good friends with Dan Slot. Yeah, where he went out and did a tweet relatively recently that was just like I don't know for w- whatever you say about it, She Hulk is the most comics accurate. Yeah, Mar MCU property that has ever existed. I've written the most issues of She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me on yeah. this one. And people were like, yeah, but what do you know? And he's yeah. like, <sighs> and I, and in a world where there are so like every Marvel character is getting some play yeah. right now. So in that world, why wouldn't there be one of these shows? There should from be. A, from a f- woman's perspective. Not only that, but also from a storytelling and, and plot and interactive yeah. Yeah. thing. Yes. And that's what I think the coolest thing about what Jessica did with that show is, is I do feel like it feels different than the other Marvel stuff. It feels like its own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's good. And I, you know, and some people don't like that or I, I don't know what they don't like. And I, I honestly don't. These are the I, people I think, that I think they're exercising something that's going on inside themselves. 100%, so it's like, yeah. I'm not super interested in like, what, what is their problem? What is yeah. the, what is, I mean, well, I think we know what their problem yeah, is. Yeah. 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 But it, it is, it was just very funny because as I was watching it and, and, and going through and seeing all the stuff they're talking about and I was like, okay, but then when she did the fourth wall breaking, I was like, this is nice. Yeah. This is refreshing. This is taking the best parts of the John Byrne and Dan Slott runs and merging them together in, in beautiful ways. Um, y- you, you did that, which y- you didn't work on a lot of live action before that you done no. mostly animation. Yeah. Um, working with, you know, um, super mansion yeah. and, uh, the guys, stupid buddy, stupid buddy um, yeah. with, you know, uh, Robot Chicken and yeah. guys that used to work at Wizard. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, yeah, to tie how, it all back how, together. Yeah, yeah, that's how I think that's how we got there. That's how I got into television was those guys at Wizard mm-hmm. went off and made Robot Chicken and yeah. then after a while remembered me and that's how I got I mean, my oh, first guy. Yeah. yeah, that's how I got my first TV job. That's fun, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and that was and those were very popular episodes of Robot Chicken Yeah, because you did the Star Wars ones. Yeah, yeah. Which were even referenced in Family Guy, which was a yeah. very like <laughs> Yeah. It's very Cause cyclical. Because Family Guy and Robot Chicken were doing specials at the same time, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, because well, well, Robot Chicken had done it first, like a year or two before. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the tying in, of course, being the inside joke being that Seth 
Green is the voice on Family Guy of, yeah, of, yeah. of um, the kid. And, and Seth MacFarlane did the Emperor's voice on the Robot yeah. Chicken Star Wars special. So it was this <clears throat> very like sort of like intertwined crossover thing where, you know, they were making fun of it and, you know. Yeah. Family Guy was making fun of the basic cable viewership of it. And it was, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. very fun. It's, it was funny. It was you, always a funny part of their special. You know, I'm not a huge Family Guy fan. Like I was like, okay, I get it. But those Star Wars episodes, they're really in cool. of themselves yeah. are brilliant. Yeah. And the 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 robot chicken ones as well. Like yeah. super I love being able to deconstruct and then reconstruct stuff. And like when you look at writers like Kevin Rubio when they did when he did Tag and Bink. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. And, and and sort of deconstructing and and having fun with the Star Wars. Something universe. that we all know so much about or or right? such a part of our Dude. lives. Yeah. I used to be so highly ranked in the Star Wars customizable card game <laughs> when I was a teenager. And I was going to these tournaments while I was boxing. So I would like train for the Golden Gloves and then go and just look like this terrible man and just dominate <laughs> and just looking like a jerk. Just like, because was everyone much younger than you? Well, no, it, no, it's not that every actually, I was about the average age. I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. That was yeah. about that. But, I just, I looked like a bully. Yeah. I have yeah. bully energy, yeah. like my face. Like I get it. I'm not going to pretend that that's not the case, but yeah. it was so funny. Cause like, but I, I also looked like they were just going to kick the shit out of me because I clearly was like, Oh, this guy's too busy in the gym to right, work on his right, decks right. or something. And then I would just dominate and be like, wow, man, that was funny. Yeah. Funny how I won by so much. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of real, real bastard energy there. <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, going into She-Hulk and watching it and seeing that, you know, I was like, oh, this is great. And I'd known that you were worked on it then. And the, I don't, I, I, I implore you all to see it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything like that. I don't do that. Um, seeing you show up uh -huh. was spoiler uh -huh. alert. That <laughs> right. was a delight for me <laughs> Right. where I was like, oh, 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 wow. And it made me, it made me be like, oh, is this like, I think I did ask you in person. I was like, hey, was this. Were the people in there actually all the the writers? And you were like, well, not exactly because of yeah. you know union rules and things like that. Yeah. But it was very interesting to see you show up in the show that you were writing as you, even though the show was fiction. Yeah, that was super cool. That's one of those things where they were, you know, they ask you if you might be interested in that. And you have to say yes, you yes. know. And and the 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 guy in that scene that talks is playing me in the room and so i auditioned to play myself did not get the yeah. role you didn't you didn't match zeb's energy no, enough. No, yeah. i did and i get it i'm a terrible actor but again if someone asks you zeb would you like to audition to be in a yes. disney plus show you just say yes, yes. you don't you don't say ah i'm not I've been ready in, i've been invited to audition for stuff that i had no right yeah i did not believe i did not belong to be there I sh it was embarrassing but you, you just have to do these things i had an audition for stupid buddy for, uh voiceover for buddy thunderstruck mm -hmm. oh nice and then the job went to ted <laughs> ramey and i'm like well why did i even get asked yeah, to do yeah, this yeah yeah <laughs> you're just gonna bring ted yeah, ramey and no. do that like <clears throat> But yeah, that was great. You know, because my friends were writing on the show. Yeah, and they were like, but if you want to audition, I was like, yes. But that's that's something that's happened in animation lately. Is you know that used to be they they wouldn't always go after a name in animation, and yeah. now now they want they want the names don't na names don't necessarily sell 
animation. But they think they do. They, they, yeah, Hollywood's it addicted doesn't. to it names. Does, yes, yeah. it does not. Absolutely. But they, yeah. uh, they want to spend millions of dollars for some reason. And I would like to shout out, not a lot of good things came about from social media, but giving voiceover actors their due by yeah. giving them a, a way to show their faces and show what they do. Yeah, and yeah, you see yeah. like the success on TikTok of like voice match people and, you yeah. know, guests like Shelby Young uh, and AJ Lacazio, people who have done the show. Um, and, and they're just like, yeah, I'm Han Solo. Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. Princess Leia. Yeah. Like, that's just what I, and it's like, they're not huge names, but now they're given that opportunity. Yeah. I think is really neat. But yeah, so you, you auditioned for the role. Didn't get it, but I got to be an extra in the, so I'm not playing Zeb Wells in that scene. I'm playing the ham guy. You're playing the guy that's looking at Zeb Wells. Yes, yes. And it was funny watching it because I am terrible, even in that small role. Like there's a scene where everyone's supposed to start laughing and I'm like five seconds behind. Like, like you just take a little longer on my, on my way to the set because you see what a big production it is. Mm -hmm. And then you saw the guy playing me. How many versions of this he had to do and learning and he had to like learn his if, if there were new lines, he had to learn them like that and go like it's it's a job. Yeah, it's it sure a is. it's a profession and it takes a lot of practice and it's not easy. So I'm very glad they did not give me that role because yeah. I would have imploded. That's why I love you should have done Brando. Where he's just like, I need someone to hold the cue cards yeah, for me yeah, while I'm yeah. talking. Like yeah. I, that's that's one of those things to me where, where Brando just decided he had gotten good enough that he didn't feel like yeah. learning lines. <laughs> yeah. That to me is like perfect. Yeah. Because he could. Somebody was saying that like he it, it informed his acting style after a while. Like there was a little bit of like, eh, like yeah. he was making sound. But it was him yeah. trying to remember what he was supposed to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's always really fun. I, I do see like auditions where like I'll have to help Val with an audition or something and she'll be be like all right well I'm already off script and I'll look and it's like a three page script yeah, it's an audition yeah. and I'm like wait you're what yeah and then you know I'm like well how and she's like well I just you know committed it to memory yeah. and, I, and I my brain is like but how do you do that yeah but then you know like stand up is very similar to that where yeah you know stand up has an acting element to it um so that that's really you actually Funny story, I just realized you came to a mint on card. I did. One time you like snuck in, yeah, sat in the back. And when the show was over, you just left. Now, how did we know each other before that? I, I can't remember. I think Facebook. Did you message me or did we? I think I just, I may have messaged you. It really probably was me just did being like. Did you invite like, me to one of the shows? I don't know if I did. Yeah, I don't I, think I invited because you. Because I, I, we were interacting for some reason. Yeah, and I, I think it was just me why. being like, because because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm comics adjacent, meaning I don't work in the industry, but I'm very sort of around it. I, I, yeah. I host panels. I, I do all the, you know, and so it was probably just like, you know, we have a lot of friends of, you know, we have a lot of similar friends. Yeah. And I think I just, I think I even messaged you just to be like, Hey man, I think I probably was just what I'd said to you earlier, which is like, I just think you're like a really good writer and I want you to know that you're appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. So um, something really nice. It was, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, I didn't forget yeah, that yeah. you wrote right. one of my favorite stories <laughs> right. and I've, I've gone so many, there have been so many conversations where you know, people will talk about writers and I'm like, and don't forget Zeb Wells. Right. I know, he, you know, at the time as like a Spider-Man writer, you didn't have like the long term, yeah, yeah. you know, credits that a lot of people did. But I was like, he, you got to leave him in the conversation. That's awesome. like, I used to always do that. So 
but that's important because you came left and then messaged me later was like that was a good show man and i was like wait you came yeah because i we had not messaged that much and i was right down the street yeah your your studio was yeah i was i was it was like a friday and i didn't i think heidi was out of town and i saw on facebook the mint on card Mm -hmm. show and i was like i should i'll go see this guy's show that's cool and then i came and sat down and i was like is this the creepiest thing i've ever done no like i so i got like nervous and worried and i was like he's gonna think i'm some sort of weird you did say that stalker and so i got out of there as soon as it was done you told me that and i was like no like no we like that like that's that's not you know we are we are attention starved right right but i but it to me and then you were just like i didn't want to make it weird and i was like i wouldn't want to make it weird because i was a fan of your like it was a good show though that you guys you get good people there dude our our show, our anniversary show in January, January 13th. So if you're on the Patreon, it's happening this week. If, if, if you're listening for free, it happened last Friday, is the most stacked lineup I've ever had. Where it's like, uh, you know, legendary comedians like Dana Gould mm. is going to do the show. But then some some of the like, the people that have been in like the newspaper, you know, like varieties, yeah, up yeah, and coming yeah. com- awesome. comics and people that are getting like massive buzz are coming in to do my toy store comedy show. Yeah. Um, because, and the reason why is because we do our best to be the most for comedians show. We pay on uh-huh. a free show. Uh-huh. You know, we want the crowd to interact. We let, we, we treat our people right. We don't bump them. We let them have fun. We let them do what they want. And I think it's a unique space to do So comedy. what's the business model there if, you, if it's a free show and you pay? Donations. Okay. So we work on donations, um, but also I I kind of guarantee a certain amount of money, uh-huh. and that business model is I won a ton of money on a game show. Okay. So, and like so, I have I have the extra money to pad out and to make sure everyone's inv- happy. Your investment, or you, you just For see them, it as yeah, it's I mean, worth your money. I trust. Like yes. So I trust the people that come for free. That if they donate or whatever, that the money will be enough to cover it to get every comic like 20 bucks for a couple minutes of work yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. If it doesn't reach that amount, I will make sure that I pad the rest of it. Yeah. And that's just happens to be that I currently have a decently sized bank account. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that will not, it will not replenish as quickly. <laughs> right, right. Um, but so I'll make sure that, but what it, what it is to me is this is my love letter to stand up. That's awesome. Um, and I, I love it. And you know, it's something that's meant a lot to me and and a lot of people early on, you know, before their careers really exploded in the movie. Melissa Villasenor used to do the show all the time awesome. and then went off to SNL. She's great. Yeah. Just a, an amazing talent. And, yeah. uh, and it's just this thing. We've been doing it for seven years with an asterisk. And, uh, but you, you came that time and, and it was so, it was flattering. And also I got bummed because we hadn't met yeah, in yeah. person yet. And I think we the first time we officially met in person was actually with Tom Krajewski. He was like, oh, yeah, Zeb? Like, yeah, I know him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's we go. Mean, and we went to we a, maybe like a, a signing uh-huh. that you had done or something where he was like, you want to go to the signing? Yeah. You know, my friend Zeb is there. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I think that might be the first time I've officially met you. Just this year? No, it would have been a couple. Because this this year you did an amazing spot. You did two amazing Spider-Mans. You did one in Ventura, which is a very funny story, which is is one of my favorite stories (laughs) is the Ventura story. 
um, which I can talk about in a second. But then Amazing Spider-Man number one, when you did the release, yeah, yeah, you did yeah. that. But there was one you did before that. Okay. Um, that was a couple years ago. Ventura. We can talk about that one for a <laughs> sure. second because it's so funny to me. And it's so, so there, uh, Arsenal Comics, Timmy Heeg, uh, great store owner, really big on the community. He did this special variant cover by Todd Nock, who's a great artist. Yeah. And he had uh, you, Dan Slott, and Daniel Kibblesmith, who are all incredible writers that are involved in the book. Todd came Nock down. was there. Todd Nock was there as yeah. well, yeah. And so it was four people signing. And I was like, look, I know three of these four people. I'll drive an hour and even I'll wait in line. I didn't, I didn't cut the line, even though I know the owner and everything. I was like, this will just be, you know, I'm going to be like everyone and just go. And, and it was their- a line that day. It oh, was, yeah. it was, <laughs> it was a line and yeah. it was a hot day. Yeah. And I find, and it was funny because when I got in, even Tim, the owner was like, you waited in yeah, line. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to be a weirdo about it. You yeah. know, um, you don't like to do the, do you know who for I sure, am thing sure. or like assume that. So, yeah. You know, we got in and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get the book. I'm going to get my friends to sign it and I'm going to get it graded. And I'm going to, it's, I love the art of graded books. I really do. I think it looks great in the frame. Sure. I think it's cool. So Todd, I don't know Todd well. We're, we're nod friends where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you, you know him, you nod, and then you keep moving because you don't want to bother somebody. Uh, but I, I feel like I know you and the Daniels better yeah and so he signed it and then you signed it and i don't think you realized i was cgc no. and you and you just kind of like made fun Thought of me like, it would be I, hilarious i know you can't read or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah. and, and i saw it and i was like it doesn't matter i was like and you were like wait are you grading this i'm so and i was like it's fine like it's whatever it, it doesn't matter and then and then you know dan and, and dan both signed theirs and it was like whatever and it was funny and I was like, it didn't matter because it's obviously something personal anyway. I wasn't going to sell it. It's a variant from a store or whatever. Came back a 10, <laughs> which is the rarest. So, Never happened. So so a, 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 a CGC 10 is a, maybe one out of every 10,000 to 20,000 books. So sold. even if it's the most common book on the planet, Nine, a, eight a, is, a 10 a, yeah. a ten. Is going to be worth some money. It's going to be worth, yeah. It, it, it'll it'll decuple the price sometimes yeah. or something like that. If, it, but signed books never get tens because they're it because it's being handled by so many people. Um, sign quad signed books, books signed by four people, don't exist in a ten. <laughs> I think I might have the only one, and it is. And here's the thing: is I was never going to sell it. Which is why I wish it came back as a 9.6 or a 9.8 because I was looking at that and I was like, you know, if it wasn't, I was like, well, this would be worth, you know, at least $1,500 or something like, like, like just like a a not insignificant amount of money. Uh, and, and it's, and again, it's nothing I'm going to sell, but I was laughing my ass off because of course my one ten that I'm ever going yeah. to get, and it's and a even on the on the label, doesn't it say Zeb Wells? Yes. I know you can't read. Yeah, I have the book out here somewhere, but it's a, a personalized with Jeff uh, from Dan Slot, and I know you can't read, so it's in the database <laughs> that you made fun of me for not being able it's to official. read. It's just and so uh, another friend of mine, Mike Choi, who is an artist, great artist, yeah. very talented. Um, Actually, did that sh- book moths with uh, James Straczynski. Oh yeah, so it, was, yeah. it all ties together. Um, he became really into slabs as well, graded books, and he was like, 
Uh, and he, he, you know, we, we go back and forth about it cause he was like, I used to hate them. And I was like, I actually really like the art of the framing. Yeah. I think it, it's a good aesthetic. And if I want to get a reader copy of something, I'll just get a reader copy. Yeah. But you know, I like that. I want to have, <clears throat> you know, like recently the first thing I bought, like my big indulgence when I won the money on the game show yeah. is, uh, I bought my first ever comic book that I ever got oh, that as you ever mine. Read? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. that was like a hand-me-down of a Mickey Mouse golden, you know, yeah. or Dell comic from the 70s or whatever that my brother and I shared. This yeah. was my book. It was a G.I. Joe number 51. It was in my stocking when awesome. I was like three or four years awesome. old, you know? And I, I think about it all the time. It had a John Byrne cover. Impossible to find as a 9-8. I finally found it you know, and it pay, it cost me not nothing. Yeah. But like, I was like, well, that's the thing. That's the first one. And everyone's like, yeah, but you know, you're not going to get to read it. And I was like, I can find a shitty yeah, copy to read. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a dollar book <laughs> that I paid $200 for it. Yeah, frame. yeah. But yeah, I did. It is very funny because I know you, you had like this guilt when you realized I was grading it and I was like, I don't care. Yeah. And then it came back and I was like, all right, I, okay, care, a I care a little bit. <laughs> But it, it is, uh, and I sent them, I, I told Mike Choi, because we would go back and forth, I was like, I'm going to show you the funniest thing. And at first I showed him the book. Because I write your name on it. Didn't I write your it's name personalized. on it? Jeff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's personalized. Says, yeah, yeah. Um, where I showed him just the book. And I was like, I just got this signed. And I cut off the grade. I edited, I cropped the picture where I cut the grade, cut the grade out. And he was like, oh, that's really, you know, it's cool. Oh, yeah, you got that. That's a nice book. And then I showed him the grade. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> he was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, he couldn't yeah. fathom it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I was like, yeah, this is unbelievable. It is like an unheard of yeah. thing. And I just, that to me, though, I there's this wavering back and forth. Like, oh, it's not worth anything. But it, I never was going to sell it you anyway. You never going to sell it. But, but it's also so fucking funny. Yeah. That that joke, just the joke that this is happening is worth it for me. Yeah, for sure. Worth yeah. the 1500 or whatever. It's so it is so funny. Yeah. Because I do wonder like a, a quad side CGC 10. And that's not nothing. That's crazy. Un unbelievable to exchange hands from at least six people and get a 10. Yeah. And to get a 10 is is just on a on a prestige format book. It's yeah. a thick book, yeah, too, yeah, which yeah. is even harder yeah. to get that. It's just. So a lot like the theory is that because it's so personalized, they were like, give them a fuck 10. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like they can't sell it. It's hey, there's worthless. a lot of Jeffs yeah. out there. Yeah. There's a so, lot of Jeffs. Out so there. many, you so can... many Jeffs, so many illiterate Jeffs that are comic book fans <laughs> that could really go just Zeb, he's blowing up my spot. Yeah. yeah. It'd be funny if I sold it on eBay and I'd be like, uh, you know, it, it would have meant a lot to me, but, um, he revealed my he revealed, secret, yeah, my secret in front shame. of everybody, yeah. and now everyone knows. So I just I have to get rid of yeah, this cursed yeah. object. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I have to let you go soon, uh, obviously, because we're, obviously. we could talk all day. Yeah. This is fun. Um, it, it, we are going to do a little bit of bonus content for you, uh, patrons. So stick around if you are listening uh, for free. Uh, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Jeff May. Sign up. Uh, Zeb, is there anything that you should that we should point people to? Read Amazing Spider-Man. Read Amazing Spider-Man. I'm I'm neck deep in that. Check it out. Uh, Marvel Zombies will be coming out soon-ish. Not soon-ish. They're, they're working on it. Yeah. But and that's going to be, be animated. It'll be animated. Yeah. It'll be awesome when it does come out. 
And I believe that's all I can talk about. That's all we can talk about. Because, well, there is something we can talk about because the news was announced this week. The Marvels. The Marvels that you are writing on. Yeah, so check out the Marvels, which is July 2024. 2023 i think it's this is year is it this year yeah yeah I think oh it's hell July. yeah 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 so that's coming you were a screenwriter on that right yeah yeah one of the screenwriters yeah so we'll talk a little bit about that everyone uh read amazing spider-man i believe volumes one two and maybe three are out in trade paperback right now or three is coming out soon yeah if, if it's not out. um you can you can do that i mean i you know i still do the mistake of buying individual issues i was actually I go on vacation. Every time I go on vacation, I find the local comic shop and I buy stuff. And funny story, because we had this set up, uh, they happen to have some variant covers. Okay, what do we got? Of Amazing Spider-Man here. We have Amazing Spider-Man number eight, the Predator variant. Yep. We have uh, number 13, the, uh, I don't know what variant this is, but it's cool as hell looking. Yeah. And then the uh, the number fourteen Ed McGinnis. Uh, oh, that's a great one. Uh, cover here. So here's what I'm thinking we can do too is if you guys, we'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way to do that. Why don't we do this? Well, I'm gonna have you sign those books. I'm gonna send those out to people. Love it. I went to Current Comics in uh, Monterey, California, and bought those books. And and I was like, nothing like a vacation comic. It's oh, great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. You know, what? in a store. I, I remember reading your your Peter Parker run on vacation on the Cape. Really? That was at that time. So it would have been around 2004? Yeah. Like, uh, 2003, 2004. 2004 yeah. yeah. That would have been around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, check out, uh, you know, be on the lookout for Marvel Zombies. I'm sure you're going to watch it. If you haven't watched She-Hulk, go watch She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, head on over to Crackle and watch Supermansion. It's not on Supermansion anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's on Amazon. It's super, yeah, I know. Because Crackle, <laughs> is Crackle a thing anymore? I think so. Okay, they still are. Chicken okay. Soup for the Soul about Crackle. And um, oh, yeah, so... <laughs> They didn't want Super Mansion. They didn't want Super Mansion. All all the great stuff that you've done. uh, Check out Zeb's book. uh, Research him. Follow him on social media. You got so much cool stuff. Um, For those of you uh, that want to hear more from me uh, and you're you're listening for free, you can, of course, hear me on Gamefully Unemployed's Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. That's Again, that's Gamefully Unemployed. You can also hear me on Unpopular Opinion as well as You Don't Even Like Sports, sports podcast for people who hate sports, uh, (laughs) both on the Unpops Network. If you liked this, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you can get early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, as well as shows like Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl. And you might be listening to Nerd, you can hear that on the Patreon as well as for free. We've got so much cool sh- coming your way. If you like live stand-up, Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Bast on beautiful Magnolia in Burbank, California. Uh, so you want to head on over to that, and then you can find me on social media at either Jeffro. You've probably already stopped listening right now, unless you're on the Patreon. Uh, but if you're a free listener, bye. Zeb, say bye to them. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.